The following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters, episode 163, Thursday, June 28th. Ah, yes, the World Cup is in full swing. Mexi went to Hawaii, the heat, the volcano. Mexi came, Mexi saw, Mexi conquered, and now there's only two states left Oregon and Arizona. Oregon is next week, ladies and gentlemen. Literally a week from today. I don't even know if I'll be able to podcast live. Maybe we will. It'll be later in the afternoon, but hey, we'll be on Pacific time, so it doesn't matter. Because July 5th, you know, after celebrating America's birthday, we'll be in Portland, Oregon for the Summer Lake Loopy Marathon. I, I had decided... Trying to do all five of the Firecracker Five, but then I said, you know what? That's too much of a waste of money. And last time, if I remember correctly, the Seattle Quadzilla medal was made of wood, so not as appealing. So I said to myself, no, we're not wasting money. There's no need to prove anything by doing five and five. They're the same state, so let's save money. Fly in on the fourth. Fly out on the sixth. Bada beam, bada boom, done. Plus, Coach Sabrina might not be there for all five either. But, speaking of which, don't forget, use the promo code MEXI for a studio, Super Studio 253. Get discounts on coaching, running classes, yoga, kickboxing, whatever have you. Give them a call. 253-272-0700. Use the promo code MEXI. Many have saved. I actually ran into a fellow uh, fanatic of Coach Super at the Hawaii Marathon, Marie. And she was telling me, well, how, well, how, how do you know uh, Coach Super? And I was like, well, we ran the Quadzilla together. And she goes, oh, I was there too. And I'm like, well, great. Um, back at the pack because I don't remember seeing you. Oh, yeah, I was there. She had the Coach Super Super Studios logo. I was wearing my Super Studios hat. And uh, I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm her favorite Mexican. Uh, you know, just running the Hawaii Marathon, the Kona Marathon. Which, let me break that trip down to you. We fly out Thursday morning. Columbus to Dallas. Then from Dallas to Hawaii, it's a seven and a half hour flight. I'm okay. I have no problem with long flights. The missus is shitting bricks. She's like, oh my God, it's long. Oh my God, we're over water. I don't like flying. 
So I got to calm her down because her heart rate's at 170. We land, and it takes Derek a little bit of time to get acclimated to new surroundings. Even if it is Hawaii. So, um, she didn't feel great the first day. We didn't do much. We checked in. Um, they actually had signed us up for Hilton Reward, uh, Hilton Honors, which allows us to save points on future visits, which is great because now the ones that are left after the 50 states are all potential international flights. So we always want to stay at the Hilton when you go outside of the United States. Of course, why not? So, uh, now here's where vacations and traveling and people try and get you. And this one drives me nuts. It's the facades that people put up to lure you in and kind of appeal to you when we're not fucking blind. Okay? Now, a lot of the vacationers, you guys, need they're sheep. Oh, let me take my kids to Hawaii. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, oh now I'm $4,000 in debt. I need to pay back. Oh, shit. Yeah. Hawaii was beautiful. Not going to lie. The weather was not bad. 81 degrees Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Of course, race day. It goes up to 88. Ugh. So, we didn't know that the Hilton at Waikoloa Beach Resort was the actual host hotel. The convention center was inside the hotel. It was my 78th marathon overall, and I had never once stayed in the host hotel until now. So, I'm like, okay, well, what? Hey, no big deal. Uh, they had three towers, so we were actually in the ocean tower. So, from the lobby, you have to take a tram to go to your, your designated tower and in your room. Our room was on the fourth floor, right in front of one of the pools. They actually had three pools and a lagoon that led to the ocean. So, uh, we went, left our stuff in the room, uh, went out to eat. Now, the f- here's the thing. So, we used points to book the flights with her Chase Reward points and also the hotel. So, all of that was free. But, our bill was still $663 for four days there. That's not bad, but it could have been a lot worse. So, for how things, how expensive things were, it's insane. Like, we rented a kayak. That was 36 bucks for one hour. Breakfast every day. And we're talking about maybe a step above a continental breakfast. It was $37 a piece. So, we're tip. We were spending $70 a day on fucking breakfast. And on race day, well, obviously, the breakfast place is not open. So, we had to sneak some bagels to the room from the breakfast place so that I could eat breakfast on race day. They charge you, obviously, a $40 resort fee. Parking was $27 a day. Now, I, do, I will say this. They did not charge the resort fee or the parking on the last day. So, they only did it, like, for each night. We were there three nights, four days. Okay. All right. Great. But Hawaii, eh, extremely overpriced. Even gas. We had to rent a car because... Oh, that's another thing. When you get there, you land and you have to get off the plane, 
come down to the ground and then you look at the airport and it's like huts literally huts i'm not even kidding like there's no walls and there's no roof it is literally huts and they somehow have tsa equipment inside and all the shebang there's no ac there's no shuttle to the hotel because the hotel was not in downtown kona oh no 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 the hotel was 20 miles up the coast and they're like what the taxi 60 bucks fuck no that's 60 one way and 60 the other way it's 120 no and if we want to drive somewhere uh 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 i'm renting a car 200 bucks to rent a car no big deal they actually did not charge a deposit look at that hmm interesting how some states do some states don't i don't i don't understand they they say it's per company but no it's actually per state like i did not get charged a deposit for using my debit card to pay for the rental so yeah and then they try to lure you at the hotel with these fancy spiels like oh come see the luau legends of hawaii luau friday night 140 bucks 140 bucks a total okay maybe no 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 per person what no no and that includes foods and drink no 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 i'm not spending 280 dollars for the two of us to watch a fucking luau show we actually were able on that friday night after because we went to so there was one pool right in front of our tower it was like the adult pool it was a small pool then they had the kids pool with the hot tubs and the bridges and all the slides all the way on the left side of the hotel the lagoon tower so we went there friday night and they have a, a fancy restaurant that sells lobster ravioli for 83 bucks no i'm sorry I love my Italian food, but lobster ravioli, I hate seafood. I cannot imagine that being $83. I've seen it in New York, in Manhattan for way less. Fuck that. But they had the restaurant that had this uh, patio, balcony area. They oversaw the luau stage. And I'm looking down and we're like, um, okay, so a few dances. They had some Hawaiian Justin Bieber singing some Aloha songs. I'm like, no. The dude sang twice in between dances. Like I didn't, I would have been pissed if you're serving me a buffet and I'm listening to this moron sing twice in between dances. No, that's not how this works. Fuck that. So, uh, yeah, no. And then I like how again back with the to the facades. They like to lure you in with, uh, oh yes, we have boats that also from five to nine go all the way around the. Uh, the lazy river and, and they uh, you can take it to go to the other places at the hotel and I get on the and we rode it once and there's a guy there you know up top driving quote unquote the boat and I'm looking at him like dude let, let's be real I don't even see a wheel and there appears to be tracks underwater get the fuck out of here you're not driving this boat same thing with the tram literally lady you're just standing there to monitor the security cameras because the, the, I'm pretty sure the tram but they actually had two trams but they literally were the only two trams that would go back and forth and were basically synchronized so if you missed the tram you literally had to wait at least 10 minutes to get the next one because they had to go to the next stop and then come back no 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 no, no. 
stop playing with me. Now, I will say, we did get to swim with the turtles, with the sea turtles. Now, you're not supposed to touch the sea turtles. I didn't know that. Apparently, it's against state law. Well, sorry. Nobody told us in the Hilton. There was no sign that said you can't swim and pet the sea turtles. Literally, they're in the lagoon area, and you can literally like swim out to them and pet them. Um, we also... Well, Tara mostly wanted to bring back some lava rocks with her. And, and I'm like, uh, honey, honey buns, I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Well, no, how could it be legal? I'm like, um, don't you think they'll scan you at TSA on the way back? Well, let's ask. So we asked the hotel, it's like, oh yeah, no, that you cannot take back lava rocks. That is illegal. So she goes, oh, I don't want you. I'm like, well, technically, if you put it in your pocket... It's not going to make a noise on the TSA machine. So, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I'm like, see, that's the difference between her and myself. I am willing to bend the rules slightly. Or even say, oh, I didn't know. Always better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Race day. Oh, race day. So, the race itself. Oh, my God, so hot. So, it's an out and back you have to do about four, well... Twice, technically. So the hotel was on Waikoloa Beach Drive, which is in a U shape. So you had to start on the one end, go around the U, and go up the highway, the Queens Highway, for about a mile. So that would be four miles. Turn back around, go back down across the U, and then to the other side of the highway, go up about three and a half miles, and then come back, and then do the U one more time. On to the other end where the one mile turnaround was and then finish exactly where you started. So obviously race morning, super hot. Once you got on the Queens Highway, it was kind of windy and the ha uh, running, especially the section that was 3.5 miles out and back, on the way back, you literally were fighting against the breeze to try and, and go forward. It was it was painful. I did get some SPF hundred. And did not get sunburned at all. But the goal was to not get sunburned going into the race so that it wouldn't hurt and I would be protected. And I was. Mission accomplished. Uh, met uh, Julie Weiss, which actually is known as Marathon Goddess for some reason. I don't know. She has a website. Check her out, marathongoddess.com. Uh, she talks about running 52 marathons in 52 weeks for charity. And I'm like, well, let me... Tara's like, oh, do you want to meet her? I'm like, well, let's chit-chat with her. She had a booth there at the expo uh, the, the Saturday before the race. Let me uh, ask you this. I said, uh, 52 in 52 weeks, that's impressive. Were they? W- w- which races were they? Oh, I can't remember. But 30 of them were in California. Like, that's where they live. Oh, okay. So 30 were in California. Well, I mean, yeah. So basically... You became titanium maniac level. Is what you're trying to tell me. Because you could do 52 in a year and be titanium level. And it doesn't matter where those 52 are. I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm not as impressed. Because I've met somebody. Um, she actually goes by Trey. She ran 52 in 52 weeks. Each one in a different state or district. 
So that takes more time and money. So that that I applaud more. Uh, but she was like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be the first Mexican to finish off 50 states. She goes, oh, my God, can we take a picture? I'm like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, sure, if you want. Then her and her husband said hi to the me on the race morning. They were only doing the half. I'm like, I don't understand why people want to fly to places just to do a half. But she is much slower than yours truly. As uh, by the time I finished, uh, well, by the time I crossed the turnaround for the half, I mean, I'd already seen her on the turnaround on, on the one end of the, of the highway. And then once I passed the halfway turnaround, that the half marathon turnaround, I mean, yeah, she wasn't even close. So, well, hopefully she had a decent time. Now, guess what I also saw? So, there was this guy, and I've seen him before in a few races. He's like this tall, fat guy with, like, crazy uh, white hair, kind of balding. And he, he, I, I knew he belonged to the 50 State Club because I've seen him wear a 50 State Club shirt before. And he was uh, basically behind me the whole time. So I'm going up the first turnaround. I turn around and I see him about a mile down when I'm going back up the uh, Waikoloa Beach Drive. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, he's at least a mile and a half behind me. Never after did I ever see him pass me or even see him at the turnaround on the other side of the, the highway, you know, the 3.5-mile stretch had to go out and back. I didn't even see him. And then when I come back down and turn back onto the beach uh, beach drive to go do my other loop uh, and come back, I'm passing him. And I'm like, motherfucker, you never passed me. How the fuck are you ahead of me? And I'm like, okay. So I like how everybody likes to give people shit about times and whatnot. And what's his face uh, with a stupid website likes to verify people if they're cheating. Um, things like that call to my attention when I'm driving. I'm just like. How the fuck did I not notice you, your tall fat ass, especially the first half of the race, because I was actually feeling pretty good having done two marathons in altitude and we're at sea level going faster. Like it took me two hours and 10 minutes to get through 13 miles. How on earth did you magically get in front of me and I didn't even see you for seven miles? But I passed him again, and obviously if he finished after me. But I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Mind you, there were parts where, like, especially on the U of the Waikoloa Beach Drive, that you could have technically cut the course. I mean, it would have been saying a lot if if you did. But then uh, when I was checking out the results, because, I, I mean, we had our bibs, we had our timing chips, and uh, there was a few timing matches to go over. So I was actually kind of wanting to see what my splits were. So when the results were posted, the fucker is Steve Boone, a.k.a. the same Steve Boone who gave me shit and said, well, I mean, we don't we don't we have some uh, questionable results and we don't know if we should allow you in the 50 state club. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. 
The same Steve Boone that is an administrator. I'm pretty sure he's treasurer. I don't think he's the president of the club. Treasurer who is here potentially cutting courses and walking the majority of the race, mind you, on top of that. Oh, wife Paula, who's also a administrator of the state club, was also there, mostly walking, but she was behind me the whole time, and I actually crossed her both times on the turnarounds. So her, I can say, legit, or at least looks more legit. Fucking Steve Boom is the fat guy that I've seen, and this is not the first time I've seen him at other races where he magically appears in front of me and then I pass him and he definitely goes slower. And this fucker has the gall to say that my results are questionable and sends back the return check. Fuck you. And fuck the 50 state club. Because if that's the what we're hearing to, then yeah, no, I'm glad that I am actually, you know, doing my races and finishing them in a decent time. Again, the things I'm proud of the most is when I run my marathons, I maybe walk about a mile total. And that's if I'm tired and the race is, is it, you know, too hard, there's too many hills. And it's basically called for. Humidity, heat, cold, whatever have you. But my pace, I can literally run at a very slow pace, 13, 14 minute miles. So if you have to fucking walk the majority of the race, no. That's not acceptable. Shouldn't even run a marathon to begin with. So that's the first thing I'm proud of. Second thing I'm proud of is I never, never have finished a marathon last. And on top of that, I've always finished within the time limit that has been designed by the race. Regardless of what the time limit is. And that's the other thing I've noticed is the most 50 state members that I've met are older people. And they all walk. I've yet to meet somebody who's in the 50 state club that is young, like, you know, 20s or 30s, and actually runs at a fast time. I've met a lot of maniacs, and I'll give them that. Mania, I've met some fast maniacs. Hell, Code Sabrina, I mean, her and I, when we did the Quadzilla, beat each other, uh twice each but she's fast but again doesn't really care about the club anymore for personal reasons as well and does her own thing on the side now exactly and here I am part of a group that gets a reputation for walking and then trying to be the first Mexican to finish all 50 states, and these assholes of the 50 state club want to deny when literally they are led by a bunch of people who walk all the fucking time. But hey, if they're all old, eventually they'll hit the dirt soon, and guess what? I can still reapply even though the feat's already been done.
just to wait for a changing of the guard. But yeah. Now that pissed me off. Also, on uh, race day, so we had to get up early. The race started at 5.30. Um, Tara was supposed to come watch. She didn't show, show up, you know, during the initial turnarounds. And I'm like, okay, she's going to sleep in, whatever. And I was thinking, you know what, just show up at the finish line, you know, closer to when I finish. No big deal. Let me know what's going on, yada, yada, yada. Oh, no. She shows up at the finish line two hours before I finish, stands outside in the heat, and is borderline about to pass out. She doesn't feel great. We have to go back to the hotel. Security escorts us back to the room. We actually were able to get a late checkout, by the way, for uh, 3 p.m., which is nice. No extra charge. And I literally decided to call the paramedics just to make sure that she was 100% okay. And I wanted proof. I want to know, okay, what's her blood sugar? What's her blood pressure? What's her heart rate? Everything was okay. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe she just had some heat exhaustion, whatever. She had, and I'm like, did you eat? Yeah, I ate oatmeal at like 7 a.m. I'm like, are you kidding me? And at this point, it's like 1 o'clock. I'm like, you have not eaten anything in a six-hour span. Knowing full well that you have... Um, SVT, which is basically a fast-beating heart, and you need to eat, consume calories like you're a marathon runner, and you literally went seven hours without eating. Well, I was just standing waiting for you. I wanted to wait for you. There was a Starbucks there. You could have gotten food there. Oh, my God. I was, I was like, so pissed. But, hey, whatever. Flew back. Got back here Monday. You know... Went back to work. Of course, while I was gone at work, shit hit the fan. Nobody did anything on my cases. Every single phone call of mine was being routed to my voicemail. So I literally had Tuesday I spent meetings with five clients of mine who literally had called three times while I was gone and just decided to randomly show up. No. And I kept telling the front desk ladies, I'm like, no. Tell them if you don't have an appointment, go get the fuck off. Well, I'm not going to tell them that. Then what the fuck are you doing? Why do we have front desk girls that literally won't tell them, hey, you don't have an appointment, he's busy, leave? Oh, I told the office manager, I'm like, oh, I was so pissed. And mind you, I was at 89 before I left. Now, currently at 95, some Michons. I need five more. Between today and tomorrow, and possibly Saturday, to get to a hundred, it's gonna be tough. But then when we got back, also, you know, uh, Tara's not been feeling very well. Uh, her stomach's been giving her issues, and yesterday she had to call off work, and we had to go to the. Uh, well, she had to go to the hospital. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I actually left work early because she said she was going to the urgent care. Now, mind you, before we continue, I will have to say this. If you are in an emergency situation, driving, there is a rule or law 
it says that say somebody you're driving with has a heart attack and you need to get them to the hospital as quickly as possible or get them to safety or whatever or say somebody's chasing you with like you know uh shooting at you you know like I don't know, chasing you down with a gun and driving, you're getting beat, shot at, or whatever. If you run a red light in an emergency situation, it technically is allowed. Like, you cannot get in trouble for that. So, I was picturing, you know, oh my God, I gotta go to urgent care. I'm like, well, be safe, you know, drive carefully. Because she woke up and she was pretty weak and she didn't go to work. I went to work yesterday. And that's the situations where, again, as I always say, I know we go back and forth, but you always want to make sure you have the holy shit insurance, the holy shit package, and I would say vote for Ramo. Again, use the promo code Nexi, saves you discounts, bundle, life insurance, car insurance, home insurance, don't bundle, but use the promo code and save money. Give them a call, 595-2934. Save money. It will benefit you in the long run. I myself pay about 200 some bucks, but guess what? I am covered regardless of the scenario. But anyways, Tara gets to the urgent care, hometown urgent care. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Woman! Now I know hometown urgent care are a bunch of idiots who don't know anything. If it's anything remotely complicated, they'll refer you to the ER. So she goes, yeah, uh, I have a fever, and uh, oh, oh, um, I can't stop. My stomach is hurting. Uh, oh, yeah, no, we can't do anything. You need to go to the ER and get a CAT scan. Okay. You might have diverticulitis, diverticulitis sorry, uh, or appendicitis. And she texts me that, and I'm like, what? Get the fuck out of here. Now I was already giving her shit. Tuesday night before being sick and I'm like I don't understand how somebody who is constantly sick does not take preventative care of their body and eats the amount of food that they're supposed to eat because of their fast beating heart yet somebody who is hardly ever sick myself prevents getting sick like I'm a fucking pro so when she told me, I was, at, I was at the office and she texted me, oh yeah, it might be one or the other. I'm like, uh, go to the ER immediately. So she goes to Worcestershire Medical Campus, walks into the ER, doesn't want to pay the ER copay. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. Can I do the CAT scan as an outpatient procedure? All right, fine. So they have to make her drink two hours of contrast before actually doing the CAT scan. So she's sitting there, you know, they put her in a room, the, they, they got her on a bed. They're giving her an IV. They're making her drink this contrast. And I'm at work. I'm like, all right, I'll try to be there as quickly as possible. She obviously left the dog by itself, not in the cage. And I'm like, oh, my God. If that dog chews something, I will be so pissed. And I'm, and Emily, who sits across from me, and uh, she used to work with Tara, was like, oh, you need to be with her. You need to be a good boyfriend. I'm like, look, let's calm the fuck down, okay? I have 100 demands to get to. I'm at 96, 95, going on 96. I don't have time for this nonsense. 
And she goes, well, are your demands more important than Tara? And I'm like, no. But gaining to 100, accomplishing my New Year's resolution and my goal that I set forth at the beginning of the year, I said at least one month I want to get to 100. And I thought it would be a KNR, but it was not. So, I've broken my record. My previous best was 87 in a month. I'm, I was at 89, now I'm 95 going 96. Yes, getting to 100 is more important than diarrhea. And two other coworkers agree with me. It's like, yeah, until, if she's not going to the ER, it's not that important. And I'm like, exactly. I want to see what she has. And obviously, I work insane hours. I can leave early. And, you know, try and, uh, try and, uh, get there for her CAT scan. So I leave, work early, about almost 3.30. Head that way. We get there. Oh, CAT scan's done. What? So what are the results? Oh, they'll tell me in 48 hours. What? So what if you have appendicitis? Oh, 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 well, uh, they'll, uh, they'll let me know in 48 hours. Are you fucking shitting me? So you spent all day in an urgent care and at a, at a high health facility, and basically nobody told you, A, how to reduce your fever, B, gave you any medication for the pain, or C, told you what you had. What if it is appendicitis? You need your appendix to remove if it's appendicitis. Well, I don't think it is. And, uh, the pain is not on the right side. It's usually like right here below, like the lower part of the stomach, like right above your U-Haw. And I'm like, okay, all right. Scale one to ten. What's the pain? Two, maybe three. Okay, all right. And she couldn't stop shitting. She literally had constant diarrhea. Like basically water coming out of her ass. So I'm like, you know what? If nobody's fucking doing anything, let me call my brother. So I call my brother, Enrique, who's a doctor. He knows what's up. Um, so I'm like, okay. Well, this is this is what's going on. She had a fever of 99, and, and the first thing he goes like, okay, 99 is not a fever. If it's not above 100, not a fever. Okay. She went to hometown urgent care. Went to. Westville Medical Campus, they're doing it, they try to do a CAT scan, they're not going to get the results in 48 hours, so what the fuck, one, is this contagious, two, what if it is appendicitis or diverticulitis, and he explained what that was, it's like, no, you don't get little polyps in your, in your intestines, I'm like, no, he was like, that, that's what old people get, she's 37, she's not old, old, no, she, that's not it, and appendicitis, she would have gone to the ER in terrible pain if she had that and if it's in the lower part of her tummy that is not that is not you know painful where it's supposed to be for appendicitis so likely is she ate something weird she has some kind of stomach virus some weird thing and it's just tell her to keep eating uh, bland food and drinking a lot of water and, and Gatorade, you know, electrolytes. I'm like, okay, great. So basically what I've been telling her to do. So at this point, our mom suggested, well, if it is a stomach bug, just sit on the toilet and chug 
two, three glasses of water and flush it out. Which she did. Oh, look at that. Magically, towards the end of the night, as I'm working from home, she uh, she stops pooping. Oh. Well, look at that. Also, I had gotten her some Pepto-Bismol and had her drink some. Now, they did say that the dye they did the contrast with could cause diarrhea. So that's probably what it was. And the Pepto was eventually going to kick in. Which is probably what happened. Because I, when I got the Pepto, I'm like, if this is some kind of stomach virus and it's contagious, I'm not getting this nonsense. So I drank. I Before bed, I chugged a little bit of NyQuil. And when I got the Pepto, I took a swig of the Pepto. Because I'm like, because I had already... And the thing is, because of the pain not being on the right side, and the fact that I myself had diarrhea... Uh, Wednesday afternoon and it looked the same color as hers I'm like it had to have been something we either ate or something we came in contact with but I only had it that one time and then basically um, was done and I took the Pepto and I was fine and that's what I don't understand motherfuckers now luckily my brother explained to me I'm like how is the ER able to read a CAT scan faster than a fucking CAT scan place well, that's because it's an emergency. You know, it's, it's a priority. It's like your CAT scan place. You know, somebody's not going to read it until the next morning, especially if it was at 4 o'clock. And then by the time they get the final results, you know, it's already been 48 hours. Oh. Well, and the ER has radiologists that literally do that all day, every day at the ER. So, yeah, it's faster. It's just priority. Oh, and that's why they charge an extra 600 bucks. Fuck that. And my brother was like, yeah, no, I would have not gone to the ER too. I'm like, what? If she, he, hey. My health insurance covers it, okay? If I eventually have the worst case scenario and it leads to that, yeah, no. Plus, the ER doctor would have already told me what it was. Now, at the end of the day, you have the worst case scenario. You still have to go to the ER. You're still paying a $600 deductible. Now, mind you, that's her health insurance that's shitty through work. And I'm like, uh, we get married, I'm not going on your health insurance. Fuck that. I'd rather pay and have better health care. So I'm actually shopping around for that because I want a better premium and lower copays for my ER. Just between you and me. But anyways, uh, yeah, oh, the other thing from the trip, we did, uh, I did get up at 5 in the morning, because the World Cup game's over there, six hours difference from Eastern Standard Time, Hawaii Standard Time, oh, the games were at 2 a.m., 5 a.m., and 8 p.m., and 8 a.m., I'm like, what the fuck? So, I did watch the Mexico-South Korea game at 5 a.m. on that Saturday, and Mexico is through to the next round, and I do, I will say, we will end the podcast with this, a little bit of World Cup news the teams that have gone through so far as of today of the recording of this podcast we're still missing the final games from group groups G and H which will happen later today 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time and 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time I will be watching the England Belgium game And so far, every team that I thought was going to make it through to the next round has made it through except one, the defending champions, Germany. 
Wow. Whoa, 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 sauerkrauts. Looks like, once again, they fall victims to the World Cup winner's um, curse. Because not the first time the defending champions lose in the group stage the following World Cup. France did it from 98 to 2002. Spain did it from 2010 to 2014. Uh, Italy did it from, uh, I believe, 2006 to 2010. So, yeah, it's a common curse. My, magically, Brazil has never done it. Hmm. But there were some scares. So, Uruguay Russia finished top of their of the groups. Obviously, I... Go figure. Spain, Portugal, same thing. They went through Spain first, Portugal second. Uh, France, Denmark, you know, figured that would, that would happen. Croatia, Argentina... That's where I was shocked because Croatia did not lose a game. And Argentina, I swear, Messi and Argentina are the luckiest sons of bitches in the world. If Iceland had beat Nigeria, they were out. Oh, no, but Nigeria decided, hey, let's go ahead and beat Iceland. Only to lose to Argentina with two minutes left on the clock by a goal that was not Messi's goal. Messi gave him the lead. Nigeria tied. Oh, then... I believe it was Rojas that gave Argentina the win. Lucky sons of bitches. They literally were about to not qualify to the World Cup. And thanks to happenings from other games in South America, they somehow made it and won their game too and, you know, made it to the World Cup. And they were about to be knocked out. And somehow, some way, they make it. And Mexico... I thought I even said to myself, Mexico is winning this group. Oh, I, I'm shocked. Now, I will say, all but one team, Germany, I predicted going into the next round. And you can go back and listen to the podcast and, and quote me on that. You heard it here first on Mexico My Matters. But the positioning, I, I have gotten that wrong. I didn't really call it because there were a few tweaks, like Sweden being first of the group. In front of Mexico. No, I literally thought Mexico had this in the bag. Because you beat Germany 1-0. You beat South Korea 2-1. And you're playing Sweden who lost to Germany. And I'm like, yeah, we got this. Oh, no. Mexico goes back to the old Mexican ways of either somebody paid us in Volvos and Ikea discounts. Or we decide, oh, yeah, we got this. Uh, We don't need to do anything. I literally thought there was no way. We would not qualify until I realized, oh, now we're losing 3 0 to Sweden. And I'm like, if Germany beats Korea, we're fucked. Because now gold differential is negative one. But Germany couldn't even score against Korea and went down 1 0 and then was looking to tie it because, you know, the goalkeeper Neuer likes to come out. And guess what? He got caught coming out and South Korea beat Germany 2 0. Oh, I was laughing so hard. So basically, Mexico qualified thanks to South Korea. Great. Great. Uh, and Mexico was actually partying in Mexico City in front of the South Korea embassy. Oh, that was, that was classic. Mexico, group of death. Finished second. Ironically, behind Sweden. Didn't, didn't expect that. But now, you know, the, the, the second round games are set. Uruguay, Portugal... Spain, Russia, uh, France, Argentina, Denmark, Croatia, uh, Mexico, Brazil, which I feared 
would happen. I'm like, God damn it, why do we have to have Brazil? And, uh, of course, Sweden, Switzerland. So Switzerland made it through the next round, too. England and Belgium already through. It's just a matter of who plays Senegal or Japan. Those, I will say, if Senegal and Japan make it through, those are the surprises. Because I, I will say I would get those two wrong. Because I did think Colombia and Poland were going to make it through out of that group. But no. Easiest group, of course, yields the most surprises. But anyways, uh, that's the plan for the weekend. Not much going on here until my next race. And uh, getting a massage, obviously from, you know, you know, and it's a massage. Another place you could get a discount using promo code Mexi. Just throwing it out there. Well, anyways, um, as always, we're on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, hit us up, review us, subscribe to the podcast, please, people. Come on now. Send us your comments, messages, concerns. You know, we're on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat. You have my number. You know how to get a hold of me. And as always, you know, like I said, went to the Hawaii, conquered that state. 48 states done. There's only two left. Where there's a Mexican, there's always a way.